Welcome in to another episode of the Cali Green Monster Show. It's a feel-good Friday, February 26, 2021. I'm your host, Dean Ryan, coming to you from the Tesla Studios in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. Today is definitely going to be the definition of an off-the-cuff podcast, because typically I usually will wake up early, take some notes, kind of have a general schedule or a layout for what I want to talk about. But however, this morning, my son decided to wake up with me, and it was a morning of rather than be amateur podcast prepper, it was Dean being a dad this morning, which was, let's be real, it was super fulfilling, it was fun, got to watch some Sesame Street, got to practice counting to four, so I'm feeling pretty good, I'm feeling ready to just tackle the day and just finish this week off strong, go into the fucking weekend, ready to go, Ooh, hell yeah, dude, just let out a nice little primal grunt, dude, let's just ready to go. So I figure off the top of my head, I could think of a couple things. There's a UFC this weekend, so I want to be able to talk about the main event. But I figure before I jump into that, we could talk a little bit about the two main quarterbacks that are being talked about a lot right now in the offseason. That's Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. News has been coming out from both of them recently. First with Russell Wilson, you know, we've been talking about how he's been disgruntled and everything, mainly about protection and stuff. Well, I guess it's come out that he hasn't even he hasn't formally requested a trade from Seattle. So it's a little different than the Deshaun Watson situation. But he has at least reached out to the franchise and let them know that if he is going to be traded because he does have a full no trade clause. So Russell Wilson can control whatever he wants to do from here on out. But he did let him know that if he was traded, the only teams he would really accept trades for were the Cowboys, the Raiders, the Saints, and the Bears. And I think those are pretty interesting choices. You know, you look at the Saints. I don't think that they have the cap room to be able to get Russell Wilson. So unless they're going to be trading away a lot of pieces on their roster to be able to get some cap flexibility... I don't see that happening. It would be an interesting spot. A lot of people consider New Orleans almost being like quarterback university or just a basically a great place to be a quarterback. I think that's just, you know, using Drew Brees, who's been the quarterback for the past 15 years there as an example. You know, they're saying that Sean Payton is a great coach for quarterbacks, but so it's like you almost wonder, like, is it Sean Payton, that's a great quarterback coach, or is it just that Drew Brees is a Hall of Fame quarterback and making the Saints offense look good? You know, it's very tantalizing, and, you know, the idea of Russell Wilson going down to New Orleans and working with Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara in that offense, but I just don't see that working. The The Bears was interesting as well because, I mean, they're looking for a new quarterback, they haven't won a Super Bowl since 1985, and they have one of the most rabid fan bases in the NFL. You know, Chicago football fans, they sell out Soldier Field every game. So, you know, they're definitely, you know, they really want a quarterbacks. And I don't think that they're going to be in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Just, I don't know. I just, I just don't see that one happening. So it would be interesting if they can make a move for Russell Wilson. I'm, I don't know what the appeal is to Chicago, of Chicago to Russell Wilson because, yeah, like they haven't won a Super Bowl in a while and it's cold weather, um, cold weather city. So I don't, I'm not sure there, but maybe since it is kind of a big market, Chicago's arguably the third biggest market. So, you know, that could be kind of what's appealing there for the him. Um, the Raiders. They have a brand new stadium in Las Vegas. They still haven't had any fans yet. So 
I think that that would be a pretty if they could pull off bringing in Russell Wilson, that would be pretty great for the franchise, especially when you're in a division where you're playing Patrick Mahomes and now Justin Herbert twice a year. So it's four times a year you're playing against the young, some of the youngest, like best quarterbacks in the league. So for the next 10 to 15 years, the AFC West, you're going to need a solid quarterback. And there's not many more solid than Russell Wilson. Whew, I got distracted for a second because in, I'm in the – parking lot of my work and someone just drove out and they got like a totally british car there they were driving on the right side of the car so yeah just decided to share that something you don't really see every day and then the other team that i think a lot of people are kind of surprised by is that he would accept a trade to dallas and i think that's interesting for a number of reasons it's like well one dallas is probably the most popular team whether people like him or hate him or just the media loves to cover him because Jerry Jones is always giving something to talk about right now they're trying to figure out the Dak Prescott situation so it is interesting that Russell Wilson is saying that he wouldn't mind going to Dallas would Dallas explore if they're not 100% sold on Dak Prescott do they explore with Seattle maybe trading Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson and if you attach a couple draft picks with Dak Prescott does that make it happen you know because when you think about it even though Dak Prescott is coming off a big injury he's still I think at least five years younger than Russell Wilson like five to six years younger and you know and he's, he's a solid quarterback I think that when he's healthy he's a top 10 quarterback so you know if Seattle is looking at a quarterback who's disgruntled and who's possibly messed with the chemistry of the locker room by saying that he needs better protection. So I don't know how the offensive linemen feel about that. So if they feel like they need to move their quarterback, I think the Cowboys might be a good destination if they can somehow get Dak Prescott back in the deal. You know, so I because I would rather get Dak Prescott in a trade with the Cowboys than, for example, Derek Carr in a trade with with the Raiders I have a couple Raider fans or friends that are Raider fans that swear by Derek Carr that think he's like in the same caliber as Matt Stafford and Matt Ryan and and all those guys and I'm not quite 100% there I think it just depends on the day that you see Derek Carr so I'd rather have Dak Prescott so we'll be interested to see if this Russell Wilson talk even manifests into anything or if it's just off-season talk Yesterday, though, in the switching quarterbacks for this discussion, talking about Deshaun Watson, that's a situation that looks like it's just completely an S show, like complete definition. Houston has has made Deshaun Watson so unhappy that it's not just rumors that Deshaun Watson wants out. I guess yesterday or sometime this week, he met with the new head coach and has voiced that he has no intentions of suiting up for the Houston Texans and that he is willing to basically sit out this season and rather than play for the Texans again. I think it's it's a bold move, Cotton. You know, I mean, Deshaun Watson's got a lot of money, so I guess he can afford to do that. I think it, you know, I can see on both sides. You know, when Deshaun Watson signed this contract with Houston, they still had DeAndre Hopkins and they were still like a playoff team. And, you know, they hadn't basically kind of disrespected him in the way that they've disrespected him over this past offseason. You know, since the time he signed that contract extension, they traded away his best receiver. You know, they've 
you know, they've gotten rid of the coach, which, you know, arguably that wasn't the worst thing in the world. I don't think Bill O'Brien was very well liked in Houston. You know, J.J. Watt's gone. They have no draft picks. Their team looks like it's in complete rebuild. And, you know, and basically when they're trying to rehire, trying to get a new coach and a new GM, Deshaun Watson, as the star of the franchise, wanted input, but they didn't get him any input, even though they basically, from reports are saying, is that they did say that, he could have input so no wonder he's pissed off you know it's like next thing you know it's like he's attached to a franchise that a lot of people are just they're become the laughing stock of the nfl at the moment i wouldn't necessarily want to be a part of that franchise as well but you know it's it's, it's interesting how this is going to work out i'm wondering how roger goodell like what side he's kind of taking i mean obviously i think that him since he represents the owners he wants Houston and Deshaun Watson to figure this out because I think this is going to look bad for just the owners and give superstars more, I guess, like onus to do this in the future that these guaranteed contracts and these no trade clause don't really mean shit if the players get disgruntled and want to move. So, you know, as of right now, it's looking like Deshaun Watson, it is, is it going to play for the Texans anymore? I think it's now it's up to where we'd have to speculate who's going to be able to bring in the the price or be able to offer up the goods to be able to pry Deshaun Watson from Houston because it's going to have to be a lot. I've mentioned it multiple times that there's no scenario or trade that I see that benefits the Houston Texans if we're involving, if it means getting rid of Deshaun Watson. So, you know, as I mentioned with the Seattle situation, you know, maybe they could reach out to Dallas and try to get Dak Prescott back in the deal. Because I feel like, you know, when you're getting rid of one of these quarterbacks, you need to be able to bring someone back in. You know, there's a lot of talks about the Carolina Panthers being interested in Deshaun Watson, but a lot of talks about that trade involving like a lot of draft picks, Bridgewater and Christian McCaffrey. And I just don't see, that seems like it's, you know, I mean, it's arguable saying to say if that's too much, but it's just that if you're bringing in Deshaun Watson, you're bringing in Deshaun Watson because you want to win and you don't want to be giving up your best pieces like or your best piece in Christian McCaffrey doing that. You want to be able to team up Christian McCaffrey and Deshaun Watson. So I think that'll be interesting to see how this plays out. If anyone does have be able to answer the price tag that Houston's going to have. And it'll be interesting to see if Houston even just decides to budge or what's going to happen. Because at the end of the day, they could just decide, you know what? This year we'll either be good with or we'll be shitty with Deshaun Watson or we'll be shitty without Deshaun Watson. So they might just try to stick to their principles and try to make a point. And, you know, Deshaun Watson could potentially be, a, you know, a young stud quarterback who's getting a year off. So we'll see there. So let's switch gears, talk about the UFC this weekend. As I've mentioned many times in the past when I cover UFC, there's UFC all the time. I think this is the third weekend in a row. There's an ESPN Plus UFC fight night. I'm not going to cover the entire card, the undercard, or all the fights on the main card. I'm not even 100% sure who else is fighting on this card. But I do know that the main event of Jarzinho Rosenstrike and Cyril Gan is going to be a great one. These are two dudes that like to stand up. But they have different styles. You know, Rosenstrike is a plotter. He likes to move forward. If you watch his um, 
his 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 fight with Overeem. That's the one where Overeem's lip got completely tore up and busted open. I mean, he just kept putting pressure on him, and he just kept moving forward and putting pressure in the third round, and then just boom, put him down. And it was pretty impressive knockout. You know, it was just like knockout, walk away, and um, you know, in his last fight. He knocked out Junior Dos Santos, so, you know, he's a dangerous dude. He only has one loss on his record. It was the quick knockout loss to Francis Ngannou, but I think that's nothing to really, you know, sniff your nose at because who doesn't get knocked out by Francis Ngannou? It's basically like Stipe and Derek Lewis, so... I think that Jorginho Rosenstrike, he's another couple wins away from title contention. And on the other side of the cage, Gon, that dude looks really impressive if you watch his last fight with junior dos santos he seems like almost like a middleweight like someone who's not a heavyweight basically the way he moves he's light on his feet he's moving around he said he, he uses a lot of leg kicks and as we saw in the second dustin poirier conor mcgregor fight leg kicks um well i mean in that one in particular was calf kicks but leg kicks really definitely take a toll so i think it's going to be a really interesting awesome fight to watch i'll be tuning in these are two dudes that are going to be standing up and especially since this fight's going to be on the ufc apex center for some reason they decided to make the apex center cage like it's a smaller octagon i don't know the exact dimensions but there's a smaller octagon and then for the arena shows when they actually have a pay-per-view it's a bigger one so for some reason at the apex center they have the smaller cage so when you have two big dudes like heavyweights fighting in the smaller cage and especially if they want to stand up there's nothing else for them to do but to stand up and just beat the shit out of each other so it's going to be pretty dope i'll be covering that either saturday evening slash sunday possibly monday morning we'll see how i feel on the recording schedule this weekend you know i just did five shows in a row with this show i feel like it's yeah it's the fifth show and i wasn't even 100 percent sure how it was going to turn out because like i said it was really off the cuff and i'm not even 100 percent sure it's over i was about to say this has been a cali green monster show it's been a nice short one for you guys i hope you have a really good feel good friday dominate this weekend but I'm not 100%, 100% sure it's over. I might possibly be recording with my buddy Steven in a bit or this afternoon after work. So rather than publishing this podcast in the morning, I'm going to hold off, see if I can get that recording with Steven. If so, it'll be dope. It'll be a nice long Friday episode for you. And then if not, we'll just end the show right here. So either way... To bring us into this weekend. So it's either we're going into the weekend right now or we're going into an intermission. Either way, we're going to honor the retirement of Daft Punk with one of my favorite Daft Punk songs, Fragment of Time from the Random Access Memories album. So hope you enjoy. Maybe I'll talk to you guys in a bit. Maybe I'll talk to you guys later this weekend. Maybe I'll talk to you guys Monday. We'll find out. Peace.